0: Oh, that's right. If you thought the hype was huge before, the Sugar Show is now champion, and this whole thing might just blow up as big as we've seen in some time, maybe ever. Let's talk about the UFC's next big star and taste the rainbow. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point. A massive thanks to our biggest channel supporters and our Hall of Famers, and the Sugar Show has officially arrived. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. Before we discuss Mr. Skittles at length, though, we need to make sure that all of us are aware of what exactly it is that happened last night at UFC 292, so let's run this thing down. Sean O'Malley scored a TKO win over Aljamain Sterling in the second round to earn the Bantamweight title, Zhang Weili dominated Amanda Lemos for a UD to retain her strawweight title, Ian Machado Gary got his own UD over Neil Magny, Mario Bautista defeated Damon Blackshear on the cards as well, and Cheeto Vera kicked off the pay-per-view by getting a unanimous victory over Pedro Munoz. The prelims were all right, nothing to write home about, RoboCop had an interesting finish, but yeah, there they are on the screen, the results, and all right then, now that we're all on the same page about what it is that went down, let's run the numbers on this thing. The UFC's seventh trip to Boston saw 12 fights, with two KO TKOs, two subs, eight decisions, for a total cage time of two hours, 30 minutes, 12 seconds, only two betting underdogs would come out on top on the night, one of them, of course, being the new bantamweight champion of the world. His second round TKO was a plus 900, not a terrible bet to make honestly, especially for that payout. As far as the stats go for that title fight, not a ton to say about Sugar's performance, but something of note that I'd not considered, this was his first ever main event. Something that says a lot about how the UFC chose to build O'Malley up, it was all pay-per-view undercards for every fight but his first. This was the most dominant win of Whaley's career by a huge margin. She landed the most strikes of her career, the most takedowns, and had the most control time of any fight she has ever had. It was also the second biggest strike differential in any fight in UFC history, and of course the biggest ever in any title fight. Yeah, this one is a record breaker, it's going to make a whole bunch of lists. Machado Gary earned the only ever 3024 in UFC history, so we gotta give him our What the Fuck How Does That Even Happen award. Bautista went for the most takedowns in a single fight in his career with 10, earning him our Evolution award. He only landed 2 though, but hey, the guy won, so give him a break. And last but not least, Vera landed the second most significant strikes Munoz has ever absorbed in a single fight in his career, right behind that number one spot that's held by former champion Aljo. But the numbers are just for fun. Let's get into what really happened here. Was that the most perfect counter of all time? Seriously, I could watch that over and over again. I have only seen a few shots like that ever. It was just poetry in motion, as they say. I absolutely did not see that coming. I'm Alex Rodriguez, either. Not just the punch, which it looked like Aljo did see at the last second, by the way, which is horrifying to think about. But I mean, O'Malley winning. While I thought he might be able to land a shot or something that gave him a chance, and big props to Balian on this one because he pretty much called it, I just assumed that Sterling would continue his dominance as champion. I thought he would end up having a lot of early success with his grappling, and boy oh boy was I wrong. Sean is that guy that will never be out of a fight so long as he can throw. And as he said afterwards, it just takes one mistake and you're done with him. For the US This was the best possible outcome that could have happened. I'm sure they were all popping champagne backstage afterwards They're always looking for the next big star and their careful curation of Sean's journey has finally paid off for them Which isn't to say that they manufactured it But I think they saw the connection he was making with the fans good or bad and that he could be massive if he made it to the top Especially for that younger crowd. This man is TikTok personified and don't get me wrong Sean was already super popular or polarizing if you're not a fan But now that he's got the belt it's going to make him infinitely bigger. I have no doubt in my mind that he will be the cover star of EA UFC 5. They probably already had all the artwork done up just waiting to see if he would win the title or not. What heights he reaches are dependent on if he can continue to win, though. If he does, you're looking at potentially the biggest star since Ronda and Conor, especially with how much more culturally relevant the UFC seems to be in 2023. I know that sounds crazy, and don't get me wrong, Izzy is a massive star, but history says that if that dude can hold the belt for long, he's going to be a mega star. I joked a while back that O'Malley was the forever prospect because it seemed like we were never going to get to this phase, but you gotta hand it to the UFC for how they booked this guy. They pretty much did it right the whole way. They didn't rush it, they let it build, and it crescendoed in Boston. What is next for Mr. Diabetes, though? Well, he called for Cheeto, although I felt his win was not the one he needed to earn that shot. The crowd literally golf-clapped at the final horn. That is the definition of apathy. But hey, there's beef there. Beef equals money in this great sport. Those two will throw jab at each other constantly online and in interviews long before the official fight week, and since Sean's the new guy now, lackluster response to his win aside, I could totally see the UFC giving it to Vera. It should definitely go to Mirab, though, like come on it just makes sense in terms of competition, but the guy's not going to be winning any popularity contests over Cheeto, and the UFC never seems that hot on him so we'll see if he can get the shot he deserves, but I suspect it will be an uphill battle. The real problem for the UFC is that he's just gonna keep winning, so eventually they're gonna have to figure out what to do with him and Sean's jacket, they're probably hoping USADA steps in. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding, by the way. I don't think he's on anything, and I don't think the UFC wants him out of the picture. At least not that bad. While that looks like the immediate future, since Aljo seemingly wants to stay at 135 now, something I did not expect at all, a rematch could happen down the line. So maybe that will be the UFC's way of allowing Mirab to sit back and just keep winning after O'Malley Vera. My guess is, though, Sean's gonna have a lot of say on what happens next, and what happens after that. Side note, never let your abs be shown at a presser. Aljo did it, lost. Usman did it, lost. JBJ didn't go shirtless, but revealed them to DC, failed a drug test right afterwards. Fighters, do what you can to keep those washboards from prying eyes until weigh-ins. But enough about Bantamweight for now. Let's talk about Zhang Weili. Holy shit. I'm pretty sure, minus a few shots that she absorbed, that was the most perfect possible performance one could have in a five-round title fight. She made it look ridiculously easy. There's really no negative you can point to about her performance. And god, man, she hits like a truck. It was a perfect victory to set up a fight with tatiana suarez my god that would be awesome please ufc it is the one to make and it's such a long time coming strawweight just continues to be fantastic and that one will be an absolute banger all right so now that the big stuff is out of the way let's wrap up the rest of our discussion of ufc 292 by discussing the irishman gary talked a massive game leading up to this one and he definitely backed it up magny is never a joke and he just completely dismantled him 3024 is fucking wild. Like I said, it's literally the only time that score has ever been rendered in the promotion in some 7,000 plus fights. And Ian made a great call out afterwards. I mean, who the hell does not want to see him and Wonderboy throw down? It would be absolutely worthy of a fight night main event, and as many were saying on Twitter afterwards or whatever the fuck it's called now, doing it in Dublin would be pretty damn sweet, right? I mean, this stuff writes itself, UFC. I know Gary would love to get a chance to follow in Connie's footsteps in that regard as well. If we don't get wonder boy though which would be really stupid on the ufc's part that whole top 10 is full of awesome fights and tests for gary so they really can't go wrong with whatever they do next but please do wonder boy next 292 was not bad it wasn't the best card ever but it had a few amazing performances and depending on o'malley's future this whole thing could be a very significant night man sterling was so close to earning that all-time bantamweight spot it's unfortunate that people will probably look at his reign now as lesser because the guy is definitely an all-timer but that's life as frankie says So what can you do, you know? All right, guys, is Sean the next big thing? Will he keep the title long? Sound off in the comments. Show my wonderful friend Max Randall all the love as well for editing this together so fast. The guy is truly a legend. A massive thanks to our channel champions who helped make this all possible. If you wanna be part of it too, you can absolutely become a channel member. Just click that join button down there. You get all kinds of cool stuff. Guys, I am out of here. Another autopsy done and dusted. Word life, this is basic thugonomics.